Well, g'day everyone. Welcome to The Journey this week. My name's Jude Hennessy and I get to host this show that goes right around Australia, coming out of a little place called Wollongong, the Diocese of Wollongong. We're approaching 10 years of being on air right around Australia in all of the wonderful partnering Christian radio stations from east to west and north to south. What impact they are having for the Kingdom of God right right around the, the country and in so many people's lives and we just, uh, we're just we really honoured to be contributing to that in a program that we call The Journey, which is uh, well followed, received not only through the airwaves of Christian radio, but as a podcast by lots and lots of people each week with contributors from the Catholic Church who are contributing with great ecumenical spirit to the broader Christian churches. And we hope this is something that really blesses you. We've certainly got some great people regularly on the show and some uh, wonderful contributors this week. In what is the third Sunday of Ordinary Time, you're going to be hearing from, from Peter Gilmore, who uh, is going to talk about being salty, a reflection on that parable of Jesus and the importance of salt and the usefulness of salt, but what happens when it loses its taste. You're going to hear from Trish McCarthy too. She wants to talk to us about balance and focus, particularly with lots of people going into a, a new year. Many people heading back to work in the last few weeks. Maintaining balance and focus will be really important. Great to have... Marilyn Rodriguez joining us again. We've uh, we've had Marilyn Rodriguez join us in the past with some great stuff on parenting. Got a new God spot that she's entitled The Urban Contemplative. Really wonderful to have her joining us again on the show. She's got some insights from, from Therese of Lisieux and Childlike Surrender. You're going to love what she's got to say. Mother Hilda Scott, of course, Wisdom from the Abbey. She's been with us since day one of this show, which, is, as I said, is, is coming up to its 10th anniversary this year, which we, we can't wait for. We'll mark that in, in some way, shape or form. She's going to talk to us about dealing with sin in our lives. But to kick us off, we're going to break open this week's gospel. It's from Matthew 4, verses 12 to 23. Jesus' visit to Capernaum and how the prophet Isaiah's prophecy about Jesus was being fulfilled. And really wonderful to have Father John Littleton give us a reflection on that gospel today, all about sorrow and repentance and just how powerful regular repentance is in aligning our hearts with God's heart, aligning ourselves with the will of the Holy Spirit and letting ourselves be transformed. Let's get into that now. We'll hear from Father John Littleton straight after Max Norden does our gospel reflection. And great to have the, the words of Father John Littleton to break open that gospel for us. Then there'll be some music from Rhonda Vincent, Fishers of Men. After the break, Mother Hilda Scott. A lot to get through this week. Hope the content really blesses you. Thanks for joining us this week on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Hearing that John had been arrested, Jesus went back to Galilee, and leaving Nazareth, he went and settled in Capernaum, a lakeside town on the border of Zebulun and Naphtali. In this way, the prophecy Isaiah was to be fulfilled. Land of Zebulun, land of Naphtali, way of the sea on the far side of the Jordan, Galilee of the nations. The people that lived in darkness have seen a great light. On those who dwell in the land and shadow of death, a light has dawned. From that moment, Jesus began his teaching with the message, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is close at hand. As he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and his brother Andrew. They were making a cast in the lake with their net, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, 
Follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. And they left their nets at once and followed him. Going on from there, he saw another pair of brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John. They were in their boat with their father Zebedee, mending their nets, and he called them. At once, leaving the boat and their father, they followed him. He went round the whole of Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and curing all kinds of diseases and sickness among the people. The Gospel of the Lord. The Gospel Reflection by Father John Littleton from his book, Journeying Through the Year of Matthew. Jesus devoted his public ministry to preaching about the nearness of the kingdom of heaven and to inviting people to become his disciples. His lifestyle was guided completely by the will of God and he challenged his listeners to accept God's will in their lives by rejecting sin and being faithful to his teachings. As we reflect on Jesus' preaching, his most important message is repentance for our sins. In other words, Jesus challenges us to turn away from the darkness of sin so that we can live in the light of God's loving presence. Sin alienates us from the kingdom of heaven. Repentance demands humility and a fundamental change of heart. Otherwise, we cannot truly be Jesus' disciples. Central to repentance is genuine sorrow for our sin. Authentic sorrow is outward manifestation of the inner journey of conversion. Unfortunately, however... We use the word sorry so often and so carelessly that our sincerity is questionable. What then does it really mean to say, I am sorry? To be sorry means to be sorrowful and saddened. Saying that we're sorry for having caused offence and hurt acknowledges that we are saddened because of the wrong that we've done and the hurt that we've caused. And note This is not because we've been caught out. Significantly, we're saddened not only because we have offended God or hurt another person, but also because we have diminished our own dignity as people made in the image and likeness of God. If we have no sense of harm that we've caused when we say that we're sorry, or if we have no intention of changing our behaviour in the future, then our sorrow is insincere because it's incomplete. We cannot claim to be motivated and guided by God's will if we are not repentant disciples. When we demonstrate that we're humble and repentant, knowing that God forgives us, God also gives us the grace and strength to resist temptation and avoid sin. Then our sorrow turns to joy. Repentance is central to our lives as Jesus' disciples. Therefore, let our prayer be, Lord God, teach us to be repentant. Encourage us to change our minds and to soften our hardened hearts whenever we offend you and hurt other people. May we realise that in doing so, we also diminish our own dignity. Help us always, through repentance, to return to your love by changing the direction of our lives and being faithful to your son's teaching. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Right.
and follow me I'll make you worthy rise and follow me I'll make you fishers of men Peter John and James could never be the same after they heard him say I'll make you fishers of men he said rise and follow me I'll make you worthy Rise and follow me I'll make you fishers of men he said, Rise and follow me I'll make you worthy Rise and follow me I'll make you fishers of men Cast your nets aside And join the battle tide He will be your guide to make you fishers of men. He said, rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me. I'll make you fishers of men. He said, rise and follow me. I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. Jesus bore the cross to gather in the lost. Oh, what a mighty cost to set us free from sin. He said, rise and follow me, I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of men. He said, Rise and follow me, I'll make you worthy. Rise and follow me, I'll make you fishers of You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, Wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. Some of you no doubt have heard of St. Jerome, born in modern-day Yugoslavia, about 347, and he died in Bethlehem, about 420. He translated the Bible into Latin from the Hebrew. He was extremely intelligent and he was a mystic. Augustine said of him, what Jerome is ignorant of, no mortal has ever known. Well, that probably says it all. Trying to do the right thing, he spent five years in the desert so that he might give himself up to prayer, penance and study. Jerome was sure that if he only did enough, if he fasted, if he was a solitary, if he was silent, if he was hugely penitential, then he was certain that God would be with him. However, it wasn't working. No matter how hard he was on himself, it didn't seem to make God any closer to him. Well, the story goes that one day God appeared to him in the desert, in his hut actually, and said, Jerem, what have you got to give me? Jerem was very pleased. As it happened, he had quite a lot. I have years of fasting to give you. That's lovely, said God. What else have you got to give me? I can give you broken sleep for every night of the last five years. I've made myself get up to praise you. That's lovely, said God. What else have you got to give me? Well, I never speak to anyone. I keep perfectly silent. 
and I haven't gossiped or talked badly in any way. That's lovely, said God. What else have you got to give me? I live in appalling circumstances. I freeze at night and I swelter during the day, all for you. That's lovely, said God. What else have you got to give me? Jerome went on and so did God. And finally, Jerome, having scraped the bottom of the barrel well and truly, had to admit, well, I haven't got anything else. He was a tad disappointed that God did not seem over-impressed with all that he'd given him. There's something you've forgotten, Jerome. You haven't given me your sins. And so it is with you and me. Let's not worry about giving God all the things we think are so meritorious and speak so well of us. Let's as well give him our sins. Let's give him our inability to get through the day. Let's give him our weaknesses, our disappointments with ourselves. Let's give him the widow's might that is us. This will be a most loving and wanted gift to him. Trust me. Thanks so much to Mother Hilda Scott there. Some great insights into the, the prayerful reflections and insights that St. Jerome got. His conversations with God about handing everything over to God, particularly our sinfulness and letting God transform us, our weaknesses, our disappointments, letting God love us and heal us in the midst of all that. Thank you to Mother Hilda Scott. Thanks to Father John Littleton at the stop of the top of the show. We heard his gospel reflection for this week's gospel that's set down for the third Sunday in Ordinary Time. After the break... Really looking forward to this. Great to have her back on the show. It's Marilyn Rodriguez. She does a whole heap of work in various places, including writing regularly for the Catholic Weekly. She's been on the show before and giving us a whole lot of parenting tips. A new Godspot for Marilyn this year. It's called The Urban Contemplative. And this week she's going to talk to us about having childlike surrender to God. As I said, I think you'll, you'll really love it. She's, she's fantastic. First up, though, is Stuart Townsend. How Deep the Father's Love for Us. Beautiful song. And then after the break, Marilyn Rodriguez. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. Thanks for joining us this week on The Journey. Yeah. 
Together on the journey, faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. What gift of grace is Jesus my Redeemer? There is no more for heaven now to give. He is my joy, my righteousness and freedom, my steadfast love, my deep and boundless peace. To this I hold, my hope is only Jesus, for my life is wholly bound to His. Oh, how strange and I can sing, all is mine, yet not I, but through Christ in me. The night is dark, but I am not forsaken, for by my side, the Savior, He and rejoicing for in my need his power is displayed to this I hope my 
Time for the Urban Contemplative. Here's Marilyn Rodriguez. Last July, when I was sick with COVID and isolating at home, I spent some time watching videos of talks by the Vietnamese Buddhist monk Thich Nhat Hanh. During the 1960s, he was one of the first people to bring elements of Buddhist practice to the West, and he's known as the father of mindfulness. I admired the way he encouraged his retreatants to try to be attentive and grateful for everything in their day that even drinking a cup of tea can be a moment of profound connection with reality. He'd say that much peace and insight would be ours if only we'd learn to surrender ourselves to the present moment. He told Christians they had something similar in their own tradition, an attitude of awareness that God sustains us in each moment and in everything that happens. Listening to a couple of these talks, I thought that I would love to be present at a conversation between Thich Nhat Hanh and St. Therese of Lisieux. To me, they both embodied a spirit of childlike simplicity, what Jesus said is needed to enter the kingdom of heaven. St. Therese taught her little way of holiness as a way of surrender in confidence and love to our loving Father in all the opportunities that arose throughout the day, a way that through Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit is now open to everyone. In her autobiography, Story of a Soul, St. Therese describes experiences such as enjoying a sunset over the ocean, desiring a ripe peach, suffering over the decline of her elderly father, and being friendly to the one nun that everyone else avoided. In these she recalls always being mindful that there were experiences in which she was seen and supported by her loving God, and inspired to love God even more. She knew that no detail of her life was unimportant to God, but at the same time she never seemed to get bogged down in the details either. She lived very much in the present moment, which always held the possibility of an encounter with God. Writing about visiting the beach one evening with her older sister Pauline, when she was around six or seven years old, Therese recalled the sunset moment when the sun seems to bathe itself in the immensity of the waves, she wrote, leaving a luminous trail behind. I contemplated this trail for a long time. It was for me the image of God's grace shedding its light across the path the little white-sailed vessel had to travel. I made the resolution never to wander far away from the glance of Jesus in order to travel peacefully toward the eternal shore. 
Both of these modern-day Buddhist and Christian teachers would agree that we don't need to live in a monastery or a convent to live in mindfulness of oneself and, which for Therese also meant mindfulness that God, who loves us, is, is always with us and extending an invitation for greater life and love. They would say it's as essential for each of us, maybe even more so given the ferocious barrage of distraction through social media and busy lifestyles that many of us live with every day. The stuff about everyday life is the stuff that God cares about. Whether we're a parent or a grandparent, a religious leader or entrepreneur, living in a beachside mansion in Wollongong or an inner city apartment in Sydney, deep in the suburbs or in a maximum security prison. We can hope to see how everything we encountered, whether simple and happy, strenuous or stressful, painful or bewildering, contributed not only to our salvation, but to others as well. Follow Jesus Christ in love of God and neighbour. Forgive each other readily and face each day as it comes. Our way to holiness is so simple it can be easy to overlook in the quest for a more spiritual life. I hope you enjoyed that. Marilyn Rodriguez. What a beautiful reflection. Childlike surrender to God, trusting in the Holy Spirit and facing each day as it comes by simply handing everything over to God and trusting, having confidence in our loving Father. What a great and true way to, to live, and uh, and that's that's the way God would have it for us. Let's not get bombarded by the world or any other of the spiritual warfare that goes on around us to take away that reliance and trust and confidence in God. After the break, Trish McCarthy's got another really good message for you. She's going to talk about balance and focus. I hope you're enjoying all these God spots this week, as well as the fantastic music that uh, Max Norton's picked out for us, our sound editor and producer. is Becca Bradley. Good Shepherd of My Soul. After the break, Trish McCarthy. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. Thanks for joining us this week on The Journey. You carry me out of the darkness As the morning light breaks through You are leading
Hope, love, and life. This is the journey. And now it's time for Milk and Honey with Trish McCarthy. When movement is a key factor in your life, stretching becomes indispensable. Taking this down the beach the other day, I found myself battling to keep balance. One thing I learned early on in my athletic days in regards to stretching was if you start to lose your balance, find a spot on the ground in front of you and focus. This enables a point of stability. A certain centeredness, if you like. It's interesting the parallels between this and balance in our lives. In striving to maintain all the aspects of our life, it proves a difficult task without focus. This focus point for me comes from Christ. Keeping close to Him in my daily life and putting Christ at the centre of all I do and mindful of His presence, it allows me to keep in perspective all the things that demand my attention. Balance and focus go hand in hand, and amazing things take shape when we have a clear focus point. So what, or who, are you focusing on? Good on you, Trish McCarthy. Thank you again for all you've contributed to this show. This was a talk on balance and focus, keeping close to Christ in our daily life and placing Him at the centre of all that we do, and having some balance in our lives too. And being very deliberate in that. Thank you, Trish. I know that's certainly the way that Trish McCarthy lives. Just make note of a, a really important conference that's coming up that I think is pretty close to being sold out. It's being held at, at Penshurst. It's got uh, Father James Mallon as a keynote speaker and the author of the book's Divine Renovation and how they are transforming parishes, Catholic parishes right around the world. I ask all of our listeners to pray for that because um, the impact and the, the impetus of so much of these writings and these methods and formation and leadership, much of which we've learnt from, from many of the, the good people in the, the Protestant churches who we're, we're learning a lot from in, in transformational nature of small groups and using things like Alpha. Well, that conference is, is being held in Sydney people coming from all over Australia and New Zealand. Father James is coming out from Canada. We'll just ask that uh, you pray for that and that it continue to transform and renew and imbibe with the Holy Spirit all of these good people that are going there to have influence in their 
own local area and parishes. That's that's where it all starts. These individual relationships with people in your community and people we're reaching out to outside of the church community. That's coming up at Penshurst from the from the ninth to the eleventh of February. And a, a big cheerio and thank you to all of the guys from DR Australasia that are doing so much to uh, to make that happen. I'm really looking forward to it. I'm going to be there, and so Max Norton, the sound editor from from our show, we have to have potentially a few little interviews that we get from that conference to to bring back to this show in coming weeks. bit more music now. First up, I Am They and Firm Foundation, and we'll hear from Chris Tomlin too. Thank you, Lord. After the break, we'll be hearing from Pete Gilmore, who's going to remind us of the importance of being salty if we're going to truly be Christian. It'll make sense when you hear it. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. We're getting near the end, but thanks for joining us on the journey. Christ is my firm foundation The rock on which I stand Everything around me shaking I've never been more glad I put my faith in Jesus He's never
Hi, I'm Stuart from Perth and you're listening to Journey Catholic Radio. Things like me and her on a porch swing for summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my mama, for my friends, for your love that never ends, for the songs that make us dance on this old dirt floor, for my babies, for my girls. Times, for lighting the way in the dark times, for pulling me in, for giving again the times that I took it too far. I gotta thank you for keeping me humble, for picking me up when I stumble. And although I change, you stay the same. And I don't say thank you enough for my mama, for my friends, for your love that never ends, for the songs that make us dance on this old dirt floor, for my babies, for my girl, for the way they change my world. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise up, eyes closed. One thing I know. I just want to thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. on the journey faith hope and love for life in all its fullness now let's live the gospel with pete gilmore jesus said to his disciples you are the salt of the earth but if salt becomes tasteless what can make it salty again it is good for nothing and can only be thrown out to be trampled underfoot by men wow jesus that's a bit harsh Salt is a strange substance because without it, food is incredibly bland, but too much and the food becomes intensely inedible. Just right? And all the flavors already there come alive. When we eat a perfectly salted steak or roast veggies, it's not as if we say, oh my, this salt is delicious. No, the salt helps us recognize the goodness of the flavors that were already there. It just needed something to draw it out. I think sometimes in our desire to be effective or have an impact, we go a bit crazy on the salt. Don't get me wrong. The world needs your salt, but it needs the care of a chef, not the crazed scattering of someone trying to destroy a crop. 
This week, let's take that extra moment to see the made in God's image and likeness in another person and stop and ask ourselves, how much salt does this person need to draw out their flavor? Maybe a little, maybe a lot. But whatever we do, though, let's be careful not to lose our saltiness. Let's not shut up shop and keep our faith to ourselves. If we do that, we find ourselves underfoot, a cautionary tale for everyone else to walk on. Just a little sprinkle here and there will often do the job. God bless. In a time full of worldly peace In a time full of doubt, just believe Yeah, there ain't that much difference between you and me In a time full of worldly peace In a world full of hate, be light When you do somebody That needs change and make a difference In a time full of noise, just listen Cause life is but a breeze, better live it In a place that needs a change, make a difference In a world full of hate, be light When you do somebody wrong Nice song to finish there too. That was a whole bunch of people. Thomas Rhett, Chris Tomlin, Keith Urban, Be A Light. Thank you to Pete Gilmore there, rounding out our show with his God Spot. A reminder that we're, uh, we're called to be salty. And just as we hear in the words of Jesus that salt that loses its saltiness is not much use, well, we're called to maintain our saltiness, our taste, our vibrancy, our life. If we're going to be attractive and effective in impacting the world because of our relationship with Jesus. Hope you've enjoyed today's show. Thanks to all of our contributors, to Pete, who we've just heard from, Pete Gilmore, Trish McCarthy, Marilyn Rodriguez. Great to have her back. Mother Hilda Scott, she's just here each and every week 
Fantastic. Big thank you to Max Norden who's put the show together for us. Hope you've had a great start to the year. If you're still on holidays, well, lucky you. A few teachers will be getting ready to go back in the mix. I know what that's like. I did that for a long time. I know we've got a lot of teachers who listen in. A lot of kids are getting ready to go back to school. So in the, the busy of the next few weeks, I hope you're able to put in place some of the things that you heard today and maintain your prayerfulness. We'll be doing it all again next week. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and thanks for joining us on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norden on Dharawal Country in the office of the Bishop for the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.